Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever or whoever you may be. I'm Alan Arante, and this is The Recluse Podcast. Anthony Quintero and I had the honor of interviewing Eddie Villa, the older brother of professional skateboarder Van Wastel. They first met when they were three and six years old and became brothers through their parents' new marriage. Van Wastel was born on April 22, 1984, and passed away on September 5, 2008, while on tour in Germany. He was 24 years old. His death sent shockwaves throughout the skate community, for he was loved by many, and it was difficult for his older brother, Eddie Villa, the man you'll be hearing in this interview. Van Wastel was sponsored by Crooked, Vans, Spitfire, Maddox, Bones, and many other notable companies. He was discovered by pioneer street skater Mark Gonzalez. The Gons would go on to turn Van Pro for Crooked. Van would remain loyal to Crooked and the Gons until the end, despite the many offers he received from other companies. I want to thank Eddie Villa for welcoming Anthony and myself into his home. He was gracious, kind, and open. I admire the dedication he has for his brother. He keeps Van alive. At the end of the interview, I'm going to play a song written and performed by Eddie Villa. It's a song dedicated to his brother and a song that seems to express all the emotions that come with losing a brother. There's a lot to be gleaned from this conversation. What is it like to have a brother, a best friend? What is it like to lose someone you love? And how does life possibly go on? Thank you, Eddie, for your strength and for your perspective on these questions. I admire your passion and your dedication to your brother and his memory. So without further delay, this is a portrait of Van Wastel. All right, we are officially on the record, and the date is January 19th. Uh, it is 2.26 in the afternoon. Uh, who the hell are you? How the hell are you? <laughs> I am uh, Eddie Villa, and um, I am Van Wastel's stepbrother. Mm-hmm. And I'm good, doing good. Thank you guys for having me. What year, uh, what year were you born? 1981. 1981. 81. Do you remember yeah. the first music video you can think of? Like, Yeah, MTV. My parents split up in 1987. And my mom moved to Thousand Oaks. And uh, one of the first videos, and she had MTV in 1988. (laughs) And uh, one of my favorite videos back then was uh, Bon Jovi, I'll Be There For You. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, dude. Yeah. Nice. That's crazy. That was one of my favorites when I was a kid, watching that, yeah. Where'd you guys live before, Tia? Well, I my parent my dad lives in Newberry. Oh, you know, gotcha. Same, you know, same house. Like I grew up in, still there. My just my mom moved. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you were what six, seven when your parents split up? Yeah, six years old. Yeah. What was that like? Because uh, I my parents split up when I was like four, so I, I can maybe relate on some level. Yeah, it um, was pretty rough. <laughs> it was rough. Yeah, me and what, my older sister had a hard time. You know. Yeah. Did you have to choose mom or dad or did they? uh, My dad ended up uh, keeping the house and keeping me and my sister. Mm. So it was just the three of us. So and that's the way he wanted it. I guess my mom was cool with it. She didn't live too far away at the time, you know. So, yeah, we just kind of 
I just, yeah, we stayed, me and my sister stayed with my dad. Once they split up, um, did things sort of smooth out? Things got good again? Or was it turbulent for a while after? Uh, yeah, it was just kind of, we just did what we had to do. You know, my dad dropped us off at the babysitter and picked us up <laughs> when he got off work. You know, it, it wasn't too much longer to where my dad met Van's mom. Oh, really? Within a few months. <laughs> you know? Wow. No way. Yeah, because it was like the end of 87, it was over. And then February 1988 is when my dad met my stepmom. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. It was quick. <laughs> and they got married? Yeah, uh, they met in 88, and we used to go over to, they lived in Simi Valley off Tapo at the time. Mm. I was six and Van was three, so I <laughs> met Van when he was three. Um, we went every weekend from 1988 to 89, and they ended up moving in in 89 to my dad's house. Mm. Yeah, so that's when we all became family. Yeah. Did you... Uh, like van right away was there some absolutely i he was so cool like when i remember going to simi valley you know as a kid and i remember uh i you know i always had a room full of toys and i went there (laughs) and they had they had a three-bedroom house you know all of them and uh van didn't have very many toys and i remember thinking like this is weird and like he was three and he was already like on my level you you know you see a three-year-old that running around with a diaper there was no diaper like i I remember he (laughs) he was already skating the the half pipe they had in the backyard wow my older brothers had a nine-foot half pipe they built and that was my introduction i the first time i met because i had gone over there uh like I think twice with just with my dad to meet mm. Jennifer, my stepmom, and uh, then the I guess the third time or whatever, you know, it was like, oh, Van's gonna be there. You know, they're telling me he's gonna, you're gonna meet Van, and so I, I, she opens up the door of the house, and I walk straight through. You, know, you got to meet him. You got to meet Van. He's in the backyard, and it's at night, and there's the lights on, and I see Van. He's three years old, just going back and forth like this with a little red helmet. <laughs> And it's and it's still in my head. Like I still, you know, yeah. being me being six, or I just turned seven at the time, just really still can see it in my head. It's mm. it's very yeah. And he was he was such a cool kid. He was always mellow, always laid back. Great guy. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So sorry, I, I no 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 no. no, no, no it's exa- exactly <laughs> what you should be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, did you have other? Did you have younger siblings from your uh, parents? Your no, just my older sister. Wow. So dad. Van was special because he, you finally what well, maybe i say finally uh but you then had a younger so, brother a younger yeah. sibling yeah it was nice you know you because you were the baby right yeah you were yeah. always the youngest oh, well yeah. until that point yeah it's funny my stepmom was talking about it recently like she you know i have like an older stepsister and three older stepbrothers and the way it went oh. and she was just like there was you and your sister and then van was younger than you and then you and your sister filled that gap, age gap. And then right. it was like my older stepsister. It was it literally like yeah. it went in sequential order. We and that's the way she said it. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're you're right. <laughs> you know? It actually wow. worked out that way. Yeah. So uh you have a big family then. It yeah. Sounds like you have like what, seven yeah, siblings? There was. Like now there's six of us, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh like the Brady bunch, yeah. <laughs> Did you um how long after you met Van uh you pick up skateboarding. I liked skateboarding 
before I actually met Van, gotcha. believe okay. it or not. Nice. Yeah. In 1985, I got a skateboard of Airflex before, yeah, when my parents were still together. Mm-hmm. I was like four. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And yeah, it was, I, I liked it back then, but definitely not as much as when I mm. met, the, they came in my life. I mean, yeah. yeah, you show up and they have a mini mini oh, ramp. Yeah, it was like a little magic. You're gonna get in a skateboard after that. Yeah, because sure. it was like Kurt, the one who's closest to me in age. He's like five years older. Like you know, it was like taking my hand as a kid <laughs> and saying, you know, this is a skate, like a real skateboard, and this is a ramp. We skate this ramp, and I was eight years, seven years old, going like, wow. <laughs> yeah. you know? that was like always one of my dreams as a kid is like to have your own half pipe or quarter pipe you know, yeah. in the backyard so that must have been awesome yeah we built yeah. me and van built one together at my dad's house 96 mm-hmm. built a three foot high four foot wide i got pictures of it somewhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah well so what was it like you know what was van like you know say the last 10 years that he was alive you know what what were those years like what it, was he like he was it was a lot of fun he was great um he was just like on top of his game busy all the time you know always going on trips uh and we we hung out we actually got closer as he left Uh, i remember in the fall of 03 when he was really on crooked Mm -hmm. uh he left he went to san francisco and I was, of course, sad, you know, because we were hanging out all the time. And then we were chatting on AIM. <laughs> you know, yeah. AIM, dude. You guys remember that. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, he was just like, the last 10 years was, I mean, that was like his, basically his whole skating career. Yeah. 98 to 08, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, how old was he when he passed away? 24. 24. That's young. Yeah. yeah I, I was mean, 27. Man. I mean, man, I'm. 30 and a 27 year old sounds like a kid to me now, even though like, you know, we're close in age, but so I can imagine being 20, 24 is young. Yeah. You know? I still remember the day I heard the news, you know, yeah. I can remember it yeah. clearly. Me too. You know? Um, yeah. What, what were you doing when you heard? Uh, September 5th, I had, uh, gone over to my parents' house to take care of the, the dog and the cat. And it was like about 5 PM. And, um, Kurt called me up, you know, the one who was closest to me in age. He called me up and uh, he was actually on his honeymoon at the time for his first marriage. And uh, I thought he was calling me to say how awesome Hawaii was or whatever. But like he, you know, I answered the phone and he was crying. And I was just like, I I didn't, I, and he said that, you know, Van was dead. And I was just like, like, what are you talking about? You know, and. And he was, you know, at first I I didn't believe it, you know, but he was crying Mm -hmm. and, and instantly I knew it was real. And I, you know, I was by myself at the parents. I completely, I hung up the phone and I, I completely fell apart completely. And, uh, the first person I called was Van's old best friend, Mikey Taylor, Mm. when that happened. And, uh, I said, you know, Mikey answered, I said, you're not, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but you know, Yeah. Wow. And he said, he hung up, he said, come over right now. So I went over there and we were all kind of in a circle, you know, yeah. just crying our eyes out. Man. So a bunch of heads came over and you guys are just sort of. Yeah. We were all at other. Mikey's in Newberry. Yeah. In the backyard. Yeah. It was a very sad time. Yeah. It was like Elvis dying <laughs> and skating, you know, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was bad. 
Yeah, there's shockwaves in the community. Yeah, it, his death like reverberated on everybody who knew him or were touched by his skateboarding. Yeah. Yep. And you still uh, feel, do you still feel that pain on on that level? Or has it gotten easier it's, it's, over the past couple of years? I was having a hard time for about seven years. and then Really? Yeah, it, I didn't get better until about seven years after. That's when mm. I started to get better. It took I've, a long time. I've uh, I've never personally experienced anyone close dying yet, you know. Um, but I, I've heard, you know, Alan lost his grandfather, you know, pretty recently. Yeah. So um, it got me thinking more, you know, about it and appreciating people around me a lot more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's never happened to me, I, I've never experienced it. But, like, it definitely put things into perspective, you know, yeah. having listened to, like, you know, what Alan went through and, you know others around me. I I think it's, I think it's a really good point. Um, that's why it's so, I think, uh, important to have these conversations to hear your perspective on that experience and, um, just people who have experiences like that, because it gives others the opportunity to, to, to then, you know, see the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, man. I I know that it's it's a bummer. I can't imagine. It's one of the worst things and like, and the most painful things that, you know, you and your family will ever mm-hmm. have to go through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's rough. And, you know, when they're famous, it's even harder, mm-hmm. you know, because I had MySpace at the time when he died and mm-hmm. I had about 500 messages <laughs> yeah. from people all around the world, their parents, you know, and I, it made me fall, fall apart even more, really? you know, because I'd open it up and they would say how sorry they were for me mm. and my family. And they said that if it wasn't for Van, their kid would never have picked up a skateboard. <laughs> and I didn't know how to, ex- like, I didn't know how to take that. So I just, yeah. it just, I fell apart. Mm-hmm. It broke me. <laughs> yeah. He so. definitely, he, he uh, shaped and molded my style, you know, in skateboarding, <laughs> having seen his videos and stuff. Uh, definitely my favorite local skater, you know, and yeah, then like yeah. just the way he he popped the board was so smooth and like high you <laughs> know like, it crazy? you can like hear his, it just you know, his it style like everybody talks about it it's just like even my older bro kurt he just said he, the balance that he had was just unbelievable yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. had pop like my oldest brother jeff has that pop like or he did no yeah it's yeah. a rare to, pop dude in the 80s he could ollie over you know like trash cans like my oldest brother yeah. jeff and yeah van was the we noticed right away like when van started skating like what well, we're like you could just watch him like oh he's got jeff's pop <laughs> that's that's yeah, interesting yeah. to see you know? yeah yeah someone uh in one of the videos you sent me I, I i can't remember who said it but someone's like yeah you know those wastel you know guys like they just all have the style um and it's just a noticeable style yeah um there's a lot of interesting things that um, I was hearing in those videos. Like a couple people said it, you know, he would for, for ordinary skaters, obstacles would like prevent you from hitting a spot. But like Van, his style was to somehow get around it, go over it, yeah. go under it, like just figure out and make it a part of the line. Oh yeah. And, and I thought that famous was famous cool. Jim Thebode quote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. He would, his choice of tricks and, you know, the things he would choose to skate, like definitely opened up a whole world to a bunch of people, you know? Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. He, you know, towards the end, he, he changed his skating 
I don't know if you guys noticed, but like mm. the last two years he was alive, um, I had to talk with him about it too. And like, you know, he had told me that he was kind of done skating rails. He was over uh, it. <laughs> As you can see, yeah, you know, all the yeah. later stuff, you know, he, the way that he liked skating at that point was he was just cruising. Mm. Yeah. And he yeah, totally yeah. like, you know, when they went to New York to film Crooked Naughty in June, July, uh, 2007, they just, whatever was there, they skated, didn't matter what it was. And that was what he liked. Like, you know, he liked doing that with like Dandra Holbel and Bobby and Mark. Yeah. Just roll up to whatever you see. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter what it is. Like, you know, that was his thing. Like, he just would make something out of nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I saw a clip. Um, I th- it looked like Venice to me. You know those Venice ledges? Oh, yeah, the Venice, the sand gaps. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to say it was Venice, but he did this cool trick at, like, the, one, those ledges. You know, there's not too much you can do with them. Well, oh, yeah, to, the Santa to someone. Monica. Yeah, Santa Monica. I know what you're talking but he, about. But he, like, kickflips over it, but steps on it i don't even know what you call oh, yeah. it steps yeah, on it yeah. and then lands on one foot yeah that's like, at the sand gaps yeah yeah i thought that was sick like just super creative like yeah, all it is is just step like a, off and then step back on yeah just like yeah. a cement block you know normally what are you going to do off maybe kick flip off it or something but yeah you know and i'm, I'm wondering if he knew he was even going to do that you know it didn't look like he knew he was going to do that he just like jumped and like it happened he did that in new york too and uh, it's a, a clip that the angle didn't make it in his naughty part, but I have it. And he actually does like kickflip step off and then body varial yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Same type of thing. Yeah. He could do anything crazy. Yeah. What you were telling me something yesterday, Anthony, what you said, you witnessed something at Borchard. Uh, someone was talking about van. Yes. It was, uh, I remember when I was a kid, it was like a couple years after he passed and this, this kid, like, I don't know who the heck it was, but, he he wasn't really he was kind of talking trash on his style, on Van style. And I remember Leach was there. And like oh. Leach just like shut this kid up. <laughs> he was like, You ever mention a fucking word about Van, I'll knock your fucking oh. teeth out. You shut the fuck up. Leach and, was his good friend, that's yeah. why. <laughs> it yeah. was I was like, Whoa, like first off, you know. And you witnessed you know, that. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. And you knew who yeah. Van was. You knew who Leach was in that ex- in that exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like I'm not close to Leach, obviously, but like just growing up watching him, you know, and everyone else skate the park. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. cool. Just shut no, this kid up. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. funny. <clears throat> yeah, I I like uh, what people how people also describe Van's style was that he just kind of would float, like make something as simple as an ollie or a kickflip like just majestic you know yeah and people you know people never some people never achieve that like in their career they yeah they can do crazy stuff but it never looks effortless it never looks like like majestic um right it, what do you think that's just luck i mean do you think he worked for that kind of style or that's just how he was no he was just blessed <laughs> like some people like toad said about cardio like some people are just blessed and touched you know mm. and yeah he was blessed like he that's that was what god gave him a gift and he put it in his feet <laughs> put it mm-hmm. that way and i used to skate behind him we you know my dad's house is right next to the skate park you know yeah and we leave and i'd skate i'd ride behind him and i would try <laughs> to like copy his style you know like how he was you know riding and like I would try and I'd feel his style when I'd be, be behind him. And then I'd try to ollie the same way and I could do it and I'd be smooth, but it would feel not my balance. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so. Did you ever feel, um, 
like in his shadow or were you just so proud of him? Like how, how did you view yourself compared to him? That's a great question. Um, I, uh, I never felt like I was in his shadow because he took me everywhere <laughs> and always wanted me to be at, you know, photo shoots or when he was trying to trick in LA for some yeah. reason, he always wanted me there. And I, I still, to this day, like I would think about it even then I'd be like, why does he, he always <laughs> ask me? And sometimes I'd say no, because, you know, I didn't always like being chased by the cops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I never felt like I was in his shadow because I I felt like he made me a part of what he was doing. Mm. So, yeah. And uh yeah, he took me everywhere, you know, all the way to the crazy fast-paced streets of San Francisco <laughs> trying to skate behind him. Yeah. All the way yeah. to like the most ghetto soulful streets of Los Angeles, you know. <laughs> wow. He introduced me, he showed me the world, you know. I'm yeah. very lucky. So, um did uh a lot of relationships you have now, um, are there relationships you have now that are because of Van? People you know, people you talk to regularly? Absolutely. I wouldn't, yeah. if it wasn't for Van, I wouldn't have known anybody in the industry. <laughs> you know, like, it's he's just, he's that one guy that, that is, people like me can tell you that changes your whole life. Just yeah. one, he's that one guy who changed my whole life. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah, was absolutely. He- was he, um, what kind of, how would you describe his personality? Was he funny? Was he smart, <laughs> quiet? Like, how would you describe him? He was very, he was like really smart. He was quiet, but he was, he was very intelligent mm-hmm. and he had a sense of humor that was like unbelievable that he would catch you off guard real quick. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, Mike Anderson knows what I'm talking about. You know, the sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of people that were in the circle know. They they know oh I know what Eddie's saying. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I never got to meet Van personally, um, but you know, just watching him from a distance, you know, he seemed like a, a funny dude. Yeah, great sense of humor. You know, yeah, That's yeah. What I've he heard had a very interesting sense of humor, and <laughs> or like I was uh, watching that um, the documentary the part one that you showed me, mm-hmm. and there's this like interview that they're doing in that in that uh, documentary. It's like dark out and like. And and they ask, or he's like, you know, is this supposed to be serious? Yeah. And then like, it's just funny. Like then those, those clips are so funny. Um, it, it, you could see that sense of humor, I think. Yeah, you can a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, the, the thing behind the whole thing with that, that was actually in Mexico. That was on a van's trip. They sat everybody down. I actually have Vans. Oh, whole, interesting. Yeah, I have a copy of Van's whole interview from Joe Krolik was the Vans filmer. He sent it to me. Mm. Yeah, there's more. Um, uh, the thing with Van is that you see it a little bit there because he hated interviewing. He didn't want any part of any spotlight. He didn't. He wasn't in skateboarding to do interviews or autographs or anything like that. Yeah. His whole thing was like, hmm. "Are we done? Can I?" You know, <laughs> yeah, he didn't want anything to do with. That I wonder stuff. why. Why do you think it- that's just not the way he viewed it? You know, his whole thing was like. He did the skateboarding because it gave him a ticket to travel the world. Mm. That's what he wanted. All he wanted to do is see the world. But, you know, skateboarding was his the way, his ticket, his ticket to yeah. do that. But he never wanted to be a part of any kind of spotlight. He mm. he always wanted to be behind. But then <laughs> it's funny in the early days, it's like, you know, he wouldn't let you film him unless he was skating. You know, like even when I would 
try to film, you know, in the house, he would hide. (laughs) (laughs) Just stupid stuff. But like, yeah, he, it's very interesting. He never reached for stardom or anything. He just Mm. did everything on his own terms, like his own way on his own terms. And it's very rare for that actually to work out like that. You know, you don't meet very many skateboarders who did their own thing on their own time on their own terms and were successful with it. You almost want to like shake it out. Like, I mean, I I like people like that. So when I say this, maybe you'll understand what I'm trying to say. Like there's a couple guys I know that are like that um, where they don't want like the glamour and stuff. They just want the skating and they're so good, but they're never like the loud one at the skate park, you know, wanting people to watch them. It's just, but like, you almost want to shake them and be like, dude, like, you're amazing. Like, just tell, you know, admit you're amazing already. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we want you to, you know, know that about yourself. Um, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate people like that. Uh, yeah, very humble. Especially when they compliment you. Like, I know a couple guys that are, like, a lot better than me. Um, and they'll compliment me. I'm like, dude, what? Like, you thought that kickflip was, like, good? Because, like, you know, you could do that easily, you know, switch. Um I just appreciate kind people like that that don't take themselves too seriously, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we were kind of our older brothers because Kurt was a professional snowboarder in the nineties. Oh, no kidding! And Kurt, our older, is Kurt the oldest, or no? He's the one that's closest to me. Mm. Jeff's the oldest, but there we got pretty lucky with being humble because they, you know, when we because we were so much younger than them. Mm-hmm. And if we were out of line, me and Van, because we were always together even when we were younger, if we were out of line or anything, they would put us in line <laughs> and humble us. And we learned very quickly that, you know, at a young age that you don't act the fool because our yeah. older brothers would kick our asses, <laughs> you know, if we acted. And what was it about know? them? Like, why were they like that? I don't know, but they had the right idea and they still yeah. do, you know, mm-hmm. and they taught me and Van a lot, you know, on how to be humble and not loud like that and mm-hmm. you know like i'm too good or i'm too cool they they made if we even tried they would oh my gosh we wouldn't be doing that again <laughs> yeah. it doesn't look good either you know people that are out there nah, like not at all. bragging or no. you know yeah it, it's not a good look anyway so it's wise of them to instill that humbleness i mean it just comes across so much better and you probably live a better life too not always thinking you're you know the best or the yeah. shit or whatever yeah, i agree yeah you said uh, van was smart like in what ways do you think he was he smart? was very intelligent in high school he got straight a's oh really straight oh, wow. a's i'm not kidding you guys <laughs> wow. ask my stepmom if you don't believe me and uh it's very it's funny because it's very when we were in high school you know with these moms and parents who would you know we would be skating spots and they'd yell at us like we were delinquents or whatever but they didn't even know that like you know van and mikey were both mikey taylor got straight a's too really wow yeah so they're they didn't know that like it's just the whole thing of like us riding a skateboard really kind of fractured that (laughs) you know good image about any like but yeah they were like van was like so smart and yeah he was book smart he was street smart, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. like he taught me, he taught me a lot, you know, cause he left, you know, you know, the 805 before I did. Mm-hmm. Well, actually I never left, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. he went to San Francisco and he learned a lot on the streets and LA too, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
And, did, you know, he was uh, good looking, too. I mean, did girls yeah. like him? Did, yeah. Did he a ladies man in a way? Me, me and him had always had issues. Have, we always wanted to get a good girl, but both <laughs> me and him were like, our personalities were kind of in the same. Like, we were both, like, really kind of quiet about, mm. and like, we were, our heads were more like skateboarding than like <laughs> trying to play like the game with girls during those like young, like yeah. High so years we always and... had trouble like trying to land like a girl, but we always, you know, he always had a girl and I kind of did at the time too. We always <laughs> had girls that were interested, but you know, <laughs> yeah, was, um, I was just curious, like, did he ever have any um, passions aside from skateboarding? Because I know you're multi-talented in different thing, areas. Like, yeah. did he, was he, like, an artist or, like, drawing or Absolutely. Like yeah. As the picture there on my fireplace, that painting down huh. there, that's his. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, he was a paint. he did art, painted, uh, he played guitar with me a lot. Oh. He plays really good at piano. No mm. way. Really good at piano. His dad lived in San Francisco, you know, back in the early crooked days. And uh, his dad had a piano in the room downstairs. Every time, even when we were in elementary school, every time Van would, I'd go to my mom's, he'd go to his dad's for Christmas. Oh, He'd go there and his dad would teach him a song on the piano. His dad's phenomenal piano Mm. player. Rich Wastel. Yeah, (laughs) phenomenal. Oh. He helped us write that song that we were going to put in his Chronicles part, you know? Yeah. So he did, he did art, music. Um, he really liked a lot, not a lot of people know this, but Mount Boney, he would hike Mount Boney by himself. No way. Yeah. And he knew all the plants, everything (laughs) to do with nature and animals. Like no one knows that, you know, they just see him as a skateboarder, Mm -hmm. but he was very like very intelligent. He was very cultured, Hmm. you know, and it's, it's a trip, you know, he would go take pictures of plants and stuff like that. And not a lot of people like, you know, would do that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So he could have done whatever. Do you think he could have done whatever he wanted almost? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure after skateboarding, he wouldn't have had a problem doing anything yeah. whether it's starting a company or doing like because i have an older brother like second oldest he was like a wildlife biologist mm. and he took van a cup with him on a couple things about a year before van died yeah he took him with him in colorado van mm. loved it he helped him out it was like it was amazing you know definitely wow. into that stuff so you never know we like my stepmom and me said you you know we never know what, what would have happened what, you know if yeah. he had lived and we don't we mm-hmm. don't know what he would have done it would have yeah. been nice to see it <laughs> definitely so yeah um do you have like any old clips i know you said he doesn't like being filmed but like of him playing piano or like drawing or painting or anything like that uh i don't have any video clips of him painting but i have pictures of a lot of his artwork on my mm. computer uh, pictures of him playing the piano. <laughs> I got a couple clips of us in the studio from when he was doing it. Re, uh, he was doing working on his Crooked Chronicles part, uh-huh. yeah. his major label debut. Uh, mm. Me and him had a song that we wrote together, and then Dan Vellucci, the guy who made Chronicles, you know, he was, came to the studio in San Francisco with us. And wow. there's some clips that I have of that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Actually, I made a music video of it. It's on YouTube. Oh, word. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw something. You're playing. Then, I think you're playing that. Uh, what is yeah, it? This, that's the same guitar. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I also made a like a rough cut of what his part because Dan Vellucci, when we recorded the song in San Francisco, 
And it took us like three hours. And yeah. after that, we got the song, we got the master. We went straight to Dan Vellucci's yeah. editing room. Dan uploaded it. He like mocked up a part of like you know what it was going to look like yeah. with our song. And <laughs> I never got a copy of it, but I just saw it. And so I yeah, just kind of yeah. retook his Chronicles part from what I remember, and I put our our video parts because it was going to be like a. You know, that's what Van wanted. And Mark mm. was down for it. Mark said, wow. absolutely. But it ended up being Cheech and Chong. That's what Deluxe chose over ours. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he skated to uh, Eric in my or whatever, like that yeah. Up and Smoke song at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they ended up putting that in instead of our song. So I just went back, I don't know, two, three years ago. I can't, it'll say on YouTube. And I just kind of remocked what it was supposed to be with our mm. studio footage and the song. Mm. Yeah. So I have a little, couple clips of him playing the piano from that time, but you know, I have pictures. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So. Yeah. Um, you, you had said something in, um, I think, I don't know if it was the documentary or if it was, uh, the five years after video, I was watching that today and you had said, um, which sort of, I think, demonstrates that he actually was like a kind person. Um, you said something to this effect. When I was broke, he put money in my hand, gas in my truck, bought me lunch, gave me clothes, skateboards, and shoes. And I, and I wondered, how could I ever repay you for all the stuff you've ever done for me? And he looked at me and said, that's what brothers are for. <laughs> I have your back just like you've always had mine. Um, what do you think about that? He said that to me, that, that quote, exact quote, he said that to me about two weeks before he died really? in my, yeah, in my parents' living room. So, yeah, because he constantly, Maddox, when he was riding for Maddox clothing, uh, mm. they would send him boxes all the time. Yeah. And he'd just give me <laughs> clothes all the time. Like, I was working at Val Surf. I wasn't making, I was making 10 bucks an hour back in 2008, yeah. you know, nothing. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I was renting a room, hardly making ends meet. And there he was, he's always there to save me. <laughs> I mean, what would you, would you say, oh, Van, you know, it's just been a hard week. Like, you know, or would he just offer if he kind of noticed it, in you? He just, I didn't ask. He just kept giving me stuff all the time, but, but that, you know, that had gone since he got on crooked. I, I never had to pay for anything, you know, but yeah. I was, you know, at the end, you know, like, I sat, we were sitting there and he gave me some more of his, you know, some more stuff. And I'm just like, I, that's when I, you know, talked to him about, it. I said, dude, I could never repay you, man. Like, you know, for everything you've done. I'm glad I got to say that, you know, cause it was yeah. like right before he died. And that's, that's when he yeah. looked at me and he was serious, you know, and he said, that's yeah. what brothers are for. You know, I've got your back just like you've always had mine and I've always had his back, you know, yeah. with, with everything. And, uh, to whatever I could have his back with, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. He was very generous. I mean, he wasn't, it wasn't just me though. Like if he, if you were his friend and he let you in, <laughs> like you were going to get hooked up and yeah. <laughs> ask Mike Anderson, he'll, Mike Anderson will tell you the same thing. You did, know? did Van come up before Mike Anderson? Oh or? yeah. Yeah. Van brought Mike up. Really? Absolutely. Well, Mike Anderson still popping, right? Isn't still he? Still going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's pro. Yep. Been pro on Crooked. They turned him pro after Van died in 2010. Wow. He took Van's spot, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, 2010. No kidding. Yep. Yeah, he was a... Uh, I wasn't there myself. Did you happen to go to the West Park fundraiser? No. Did, did you hear about it? I did, but I didn't go. Yeah, Mike. I heard Mike Anderson was there. Yeah, yeah. He, they sure. all told me about it, but I... 
I work two jobs. It's not easy for me to. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to. I mean, I, yeah. we were on set uh, yeah. shooting something for him. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I heard it was really good. Um, and I heard Mike Anderson was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. I, I'm always telling him. And, you know, I think about my own brother, too. You know, if I make it somehow in something like, you know, I'm going to hook you up no matter what. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm I'm not going alone. And it's kind of cool that Van got to sort of um, live that, actually. Yeah, I was along for the ride. <laughs> I was always there. <laughs> I couldn't, SF, I couldn't get up there because of work, but only a, two times I went up there, but uh, mostly in LA. You know, I just jump, yeah. jump in my car, let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, uh, so you actually got to go on some skate trips with him? Yeah, just like around here, Missions, LA, uh, yeah. anywhere like, you know, down south and stuff like that, or up north, that wasn't too far. <laughs> Uh, do you remember those car rides? Yeah, being, absolutely. Being in the car for hours. Yeah, about an, yeah, an hour or two. He hated traffic. I'll tell you <laughs> that. He was very mellow, and not a lot of stuff bothered him. But uh, one thing that really bothered him was the four hundred five traffic. <laughs> dude, that dude kills yeah. me too. I avoid it he if I can. Ra- he had a little bit of road rage, but <laughs> it wasn't that bad. But yeah. <laughs> you know, but. was he uh, shy? Because I don't know, I wonder if quietness is the same thing as shyness, or was there actually a distinction between being shy and just being quiet? Um, I don't know. Maybe not too He wasn't too shy. He was just kind of reserved, you know, mm. personality. He was just reserved. He was just kind of, he was really mellow. You know? Yeah. So, very laid back. Yeah. I wonder, uh, you know, what, what, what was so special about the two of you? You said that, and I, what I mean by that is that you uh, kind of hooked to each other real young it just clicked immediately well the age difference when we were maybe? younger it was like yeah we were <laughs> we shared a room but mm. i mean there was a lot of times where i was you know we we bickered you know it's because i was a little bit older and you know i was always so jealous of him because <laughs> everything that i could do he could always do it better <laughs> and my stepmom will tell you the same like she'll be like yeah he was jealous like <laughs> But um, like I said, I mean, we we did our thing through high school, um, but we didn't start to really get closer until he went to San Francisco in 03 when he moved oh, over really? there. That's when we really, mm. like, that's when we started, like, talking. I noticed, like, we were chatting on AIM every night, you know? Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, in, like, 2003, 2004. And he was always sending me pictures, always hitting me up, like, telling me what he was doing. And I, I kept saying, come back, move back, you know? Like, yeah. I miss you, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Did you go up to visit him? Yeah, I went up there a couple times, yeah. Yeah. And he was up there with his dad? No, no. He was living uh, in various places. <laughs> yeah, skate, yeah, with skaters and stuff. Yeah, like the the last time I went up there, in, I forget if it was the fall of 07 or early 08, I went up there. Well, he actually called me. He was living in the 6 Newell house, which is where like the deluxe dudes live and like Alyssa Steam and <laughs> John. They all yeah. have that house on 6 Newell. He was promised a room, but he had been sleeping on the couch and he called me up and he's like, dude, I need your help. <laughs> he's like, I was promised this and it, it fell through. Can you, if I, if I fly back, can you, can we drive up together and can we put all my stuff in your truck? And move back? <laughs> I said, absolutely. You yeah. know, and I couldn't have been happier that he'd so been he coming flew back. down so that you guys could drive up <laughs> Yeah, together. we drove my truck up, got, we stayed wow. the night in the six Newell house. Melissa Steamer was there. <laughs> wow, and, that's uh, so cool. There was two couches and they were like an L. 
And uh, yeah, yeah. I remember it was freezing cold, so it had to have been the winter of 07. It was freezing cold. And uh, <laughs> you guys have any blankets at least? Not or? really. And um, <laughs> he, w- he was just like, all right, you know, we that was when Inhabitants, that Habitat video came out. We watched yeah, yeah. Inhabitants that night. And then <laughs> Alyssa Steamer kind of came in and came out, and then she came back in and, you know, hung out with us, then went back out. And then we finally, like, you know, 10, 11 o'clock, we were trying to sleep on the couch and it was freezing cold and my feet were cold and and van was like yeah you know he's like now imagine trying to sleep like this and skate the next day yeah that's what he told me and he's like he's i got i gotta come back and i said thank god (laughs) you know so we drove back next day we drove back we went down in the basement got all of his boards and we drove back and that was how i was so happy (laughs) yeah were your folks uh proud of him yeah oh yeah for everything he did he uh, got to do in yeah. his life. Oh yeah, took him around the world. I mean, Japan. Yeah. Was there was it a crooked video that they did in Japan, or do you know what? I'm that thinking? was his very first trip in Japan in '02. The fall. It was wow. December. He got asked to go on that trip with Mark. I, I don't know if it was Mark that asked him, but and Bobby and uh, he got invited to go on that trip to japan wasn't on the team no like he that. was riding city stars boards if you the footage it's he's got a city stars board oh, wow. <laughs> yeah and in that. the actual magazine to uh spread he's got a city stars <laughs> yeah a, for a crooked advertisement it, yeah it was like crooked in japan i, I actually have the wow. magazine and yeah he still had city stars at the time he didn't get his Whoa. he actually got his first box and in, in, right around christmas of 02 because mm. i have a picture of us that my older brother kurt he did like a selfie like that, and I'm sitting here, and I'm sitting. Van sitting next to me, and he's wearing Van's wearing his first crooked hat wow. in Christmas of '02. Yeah, that's cool. So that, yeah, <laughs> that's Japan. Uh, yeah, he got asked in that '02. Yeah, it was he was still on City Stars <laughs> right before he quit. Was he in City Stars? The video? What was that? No, he, was, he wasn't in Street Cinema. Street Cinema. Yeah. I think he arrived too late <laughs> for that. I do have some clips that he was filming for it when he's wearing the star the city stars shirt that nobody's ever seen, but uh yeah. He it never made it in the video. <laughs> yeah, we used to that was one of the first gay videos I ever watched. We used to just watch it, it yeah. over yeah, and over. Yeah, that was a good one. Street cinema. Yeah, yeah, that was a great one. For its time and Cream Campbell. That yeah, good yeah, I can't even believe Gosh. Cream Campbell's on there. Yeah. That Mikey was a big deal. Paul just in case. Man, such a good video. City Stars was a local c- company, or what? Why are all these local people? Cream Campbell, he started it. Hmm. Is he from the area? I think Cream is L.A. Maybe. Huh. Yeah, he just found these young Beach, cats. LA. Yeah. It's, it's he interesting. started like, it, and then yeah, everybody was on. I think Van was like one of the. Even Spanky, I think, was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Van was the last of that crew because they were all a crew at the time. Mm-hmm. Van, I think, was the last to get on. Yeah. We were sitting on the couch one night, <laughs> or actually, I was sitting at the counter, and Van was sitting on the couch. You know, old you know house phones. He was calling Kareem Campbell over and over again, and he was stressing <laughs> out. And I'm like, "Why don't you just leave Kareem a message?" You know, that's yeah. my logic of like, you know, I'm 20 years old telling Van, well, "Just leave him a message." And he's like, "You don't understand. He gets a million calls a day. He's not going to get my message." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And and what exactly was he calling him for? Just to be yeah, on to team? yeah to confirm that he was going to be on the team. Well, Van at this point was a teenager still, right? Yeah, 17. Yeah. <sighs> I can't imagine wow. that how these young 17. skaters come up so early, like in the in the industry. Yeah, there's a lot of um, great skaters from this area. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Even like Ventura, Oxnard, um, 
and not only that, but like musicians as well, like come from this area. Yeah, this area is crazy. I like this area a lot. It's so interesting. Ventura County. Yeah. We all have our talents in our own ways. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I was really interested in um, the fact that you're a musician because we're musicians. You know, we we play a little guitar and like I play piano a little bit. Um, And I just get this feeling that that song that you uh, wrote, it just... it just must be very special to you. I, I've seen the, I'm not sure if there's one song that you wrote for uh, Van, but there's some song that I saw come up a couple times. It might be the one from in the studio, maybe the song you wrote with Van. Yeah. Or yeah. did you write a song after? Yeah, yeah. Like right yeah, after he died, yeah. So, something just came to me one day and I, it just, just right, it just kept happening and it like wrote itself. <laughs> yeah. Does Basically, it, yeah. Does it, do you feel like it sort of communicates how you feel? Absolutely. About the situation? Yeah, it's just like everything that was going on in my head, just all out in a song. Like, you know, that's the way it kind of (laughs) went. Was it sort of therapeutic to write it? You you, you write the song and it sort of got something out of you? Yeah, when something's just kind of tornadoing inside your head (laughs) for so long, it's like, and you're you're a musician, (laughs) it's sometimes you got to get that out and... And, uh, and sometimes it, it's just, it just does it all on its own without having to try. And that one, I didn't really have to try. It was just there. (laughs) Yeah. I've had a few of those songs where the lyrics just like come out and I don't know where it's coming from, but I write it down, you know, because usually I have to force myself to write lyrics. Like riffs come to me all the time, but words don't. And, uh, every once in a while I'll just get them flowing. So I make sure to write it down so I don't forget, you know? Yeah. But Yeah. It's interesting yeah. how it works out that way. Um, so, you know, again, I think these conversations are really important because, uh, you know, life, you know, we're, we're all going to pass away at some point, you know. You know, we're going to lose grandparents or, you know, we might be the person who gets who's lost to our family. Um, so I would just ask you, you know, you, you had said something that, that was really deep in, I think, maybe the five years after video. Is that the video where there's a black, it's sort of black behind you? Uh, um, yeah. Um, you'd said something, you'd said that, uh, you, you said, I would have rather it be me gone yeah. instead of Van. Oh yeah. And you meant that? Yeah. Back then. Yeah, absolutely. Like how, like, wh- what does it mean? What that- were that? See, that was like when I was, you know, the first two to three years mm. after he died, I was like in heavy, heavy depression. Yeah. And, um, the way I looked at it was like, well, he had a lot more going for him than I did. You know, I never, you know, when I was like working at a skate shop and he was actually was established and, mm-hmm. you know, for him to go, it's a bigger deal than, yeah. than myself. You know, if I would have went, it, maybe, you know, a small amount of people would have been sad. That's the way I looked at it. But for somebody like him, who the whole world loves, you know, I yeah. like, that's what all I could think about is I would have rather it had been me than him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's how I was thinking back then. <laughs> yeah, you um, said that um, it felt like like half of you died and that nothing, I don't know when this interview was, but you had said that you felt like half of you died and that nothing could fill that emptiness. Yeah. Do you still feel like that? Um, not entirely, but um, somewhat, yeah. Yeah. It's still empty, you know, like getting this place I bought, you know, that was our thing. The, the last month he was alive was, um, 
he really wanted to get a two bedroom and I, and he was pushing for it hard (laughs) that way I could be, you know, taking care of everything while he's going on trips and, uh, pay the bills. But (laughs) yeah, it's just, it's coming in here, two bedroom, Mm -hmm. 10 years later, it's like, you know, it was hard. Do you like, is there some part of you? It's like, you wish like man could see this place. Do you think stuff like that to yourself? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I, like the way I looked at the whole thing and like, I, I feel like that if, even though he's not here to see like what he has done and what he's achieved and what I've done for him, I think that if he could be like looking down and it like be confirmed that he's looking down at everything, I think he'd be down for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think he'd love the spot. Yeah. He'd be down for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure uh, he'd be very proud of you. Yeah, definitely. I could, I could only hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, uh, you know, you keep Van's memory alive, you know, he's alive through you, you yeah. know, and through, uh, I think in, in one of the videos you, uh, you re- you, you really appreciate Mike Anderson because you, I think you said something that, you know, Mike is also really keeping his memory alive. And, uh, h- how does Mike do that? What, what is it that you appreciate? Yeah. Th- you know, bless Mike for that, for sure. Um, you know, like just shortly after too, Mike was always including him in things, mm. you know, and pushing for, uh, Van to be in, in included in, you know, future crooked releases and stuff like that. Like Mike was always down to have him, you know, like, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, your brother passed away on September 5th. Yep. Does your family get together? Do you guys still? Yeah, we go to the cemetery. Yeah, we just decorated his Christmas tree. I put it on Instagram. There's a picture of me on my Instagram. You know, (laughs) Christmas tree on uh, at his. uh, Yeah, at this. Yeah, my my parents get a small little itty bitty Christmas tree, and we decorate it. You know, and then that's cool on uh, Christmas. So, (laughs) yeah, Um, I'm sure you've seen this, but uh, you know what's I think really beautiful too is uh, Jim's tribute to van which i assume you've seen oh yeah yeah uh it's very nice yeah yeah he i mean you see i think you told me about it yeah uh, too yeah uh jim there it's almost the back or it is the back page of his book and it says in honor of van wastel r.i.p who inspired so many people and is greatly missed every day um did did you spend any time with jim uh back in those days oh yeah well jim with me Gosh, I go so far back with Jim because I was a, <laughs> in 1995, 96, I was a freshman and Jim was a senior. Oh, okay. No and, kidding. Um, yeah. Jim, actually, we all idolized Jim. Like everybody in my <laughs> your class. Your brother too? Well, your brother would have been, what, a year behind Jim? He or was in- two or three years younger than me. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah your like, brother would have been in middle school. or we like- Everybody idolized Jim in the 90s because yeah. Jim was like you know, amazing to watch when I was 15, you know, and like we, we'd all go to this. We, we all gathered, um, on the basketball court at Borchard cause there was no skate park back then. And we'd skate the bank and, uh, Jim was there part of the crew. Jim would, he was actually the one who would take us around to spots too. Really? Cause Jim had a car. We did, <laughs> you know, and yeah. Jim would take us to spots in Agora. Uh, he took us to spots like, Gosh, I like and who Calabasas, we take? You, Westlake. Van. 
Yeah, and like even like friends of mine that were in my grade that <laughs> skated, you know, it was like all of us, whoever. Yeah, wow. I Sometimes wonder... Mikey and we'd all. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, because Jim's so uh, reserved and quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm struggling a little bit to see how that would. You know, how he would, did he reach out? Did you guys reach out? Hey, Jim, we'd love to skate with you. you know, we'd we'd just all be there with him at Borchard. Oh, then, I see. Yeah. So, you know, it would, if one of us or, or Jim or anybody wanted to skate something, you know, we'd all know about it. And then yeah. Jim had the car. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> all right, let's go check it out. And Dude. Jim also had a half pipe in his backyard back then too. You guys skated that? Skate oh, yes. Yeah. After school all the time. Well, yeah, Van um, was Pretty good at vert, wasn't that unusual? Or uh, didn't some of the other guys in the group not really do much vert? And, or Van was particularly good at it? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's funny you ask that. Um, <laughs> I tried so hard during the early mid crooked days. I kept saying, "Man, you gotta get some tranny in your part." You know, I yeah. tried so hard, and I'd always try to push him <laughs> to get tranny in his part and. He just wouldn't do it. I don't know. You don't know why. But he was so good. Like, and everybody knew he could skate tranny and, you know, but he just like, yeah, he's just like only street. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I tried. I would say something all the time. I'd be like, dude, you got to get something like, you know. Well, I get the impression that he could have been really good at tranny. If he say he wanted to dedicate like his time to being, you know, on a half pipe, he probably would have started ripping, you know? Like yeah, these other he was guys. good. He was super good. There's not much footage of him out there skating tranny, you know. Yeah. But there's some, you know. Like uh, I'm surprised in his chronicles debut, he put me in his part. We were up at the broken oh, nice. pool. You know, I fall behind the the broken pool in his part. You know, everybody <laughs>, laughs every time. That's me. And then I land the backside <laughs> disaster. He was actually skating that the same day. And yeah. my clip, he chose my clip instead of his to wow. be. In and he his had part. a make and everything. He, yeah, he did like just like a, I think a back Smith stall. I have it on my computer, but <laughs> it just never made it. I think they put it in Project Deconstruction that the same yeah. year. But um, yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, I remember that was like we we purposely went up there so he could get something. Really? Did he yeah. know that? He, yeah, we I, went we went up to the Broken Pool in Malibu, and Shad Lambert was there. Shooting oh, photos. wait a second! You're talking about that pool? Is it sort of almost abandoned? Like, or is it, yeah, it was a house that like burnt. I don't know if it yeah, burnt down. That place it, is killer. I haven't been there. It but was I've weird. Seen plenty of footage because the pool it, it shifted down the mountain. Like it, there was <laughs> oh, really? a six foot gap in between where the pool was to like the, the ground. Dirt. Just, like split. Yeah, it was a six. Foot, and then when it it shifted, it like kind of broke a little bit down. And then Whoa. it formed a perfect quarter pipe that was like <laughs> six feet, but there was a bump to it. It was like, it was oh, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so that's kind of like, I was trying a, that, that when I fell behind the pool, I was trying to blunt, but that bump, it like made, it threw me off. And then I tried to step and the, the top is only a brick length because yeah. the rest of the cement's gone and my foot's <laughs> Did it hurt? <laughs> I fell like four feet down man, <laughs> on my back. You get the yeah. wind knocked out of you? Uh, I, was, it was, I got lucky. I didn't get hurt too bad. Is that pool still there? I don't think so. No? I is heard it's not. I haven't been back since. That's the Soltec one? No, was? no. This oh, was okay. called the Broken Pool that Mark Gonzalez had skated way back then in like 04. Wow. Oh, he kind of told us told van about that's why we went there like two or three times. Secret yeah. spot. Had you met uh, Mark Gonzalez? Oh, yeah. He was, because again, I, I'm not like a big skate nut. As much as I love skating, I'm not that big of a skate nut. But isn't Mark Gonzalez, he was like one of the first guys to, not maybe the first guy to do it, but he didn't he popularize like board slides on rails? He, I thought he was doing stuff like way before anybody was doing it. 
Yeah, he did a lot of things before anybody. What was that San Francisco gap? They call it the Gons gap or something like that. He yeah, ollie, Gons he was the gap. first one to ollie that. Yeah, but yeah, he introduced yeah, Mark a lot of is just his skating's on a whole is on a different level. Did, Best yeah. all around, you know. Did he? Would you uh, credit Mark Gonzalez for giving Van his break, or did somebody else give? Van oh, it a was break? all Mark. Really, it was Mark. Mark Van and Mark found each other, <laughs> and the way I've always said it was like. I don't know how it happened, but they found each other. And like on that, when he got invited to that Japan trip in 02, they found each other and it was like fate. I, I believe it was <laughs> fate because Mark, he came back and he was like, I think Mark likes me. I think Mark likes me. And we were like, no way. You know, that was a big deal yeah. back then. Like, Well, he, Mark must have been huge. Back, I mean, he's huge now, but yeah, he must have been huge back Because he then. was like transitioning from being on real skateboards to uh, starting crooked. Right, right. You know, so... Yeah, Van said that him, Van and him got along great. He loved Van's art. He loved Van's ideas. That's what wow. Van told me when he came back. And I couldn't believe it. I said, no way. And he's like, I think he's going to put me on. He's starting <laughs> no this company called Crooked. And Whoa. it's like, uh, this guy, Bobby, it's just me and Bobby and Dandra Hobel. I think, I, I think he's going to put me on the team. We're like, no way. All of a sudden, a box shows up. Crooked gear. We're like, wow. what? Like It was too unreal. Like we, I couldn't believe it. And, Mark absolutely loved him. And when was that? He was how old was he around met Van around this time? Van was eighteen when he got on crooked. Yeah. Wow. Still in high school? No, it was the the fall of O two. He graduated in June of O two. Mm. So it was the fall of two thousand two. Wow. Yeah. How perfect is that? Getting yeah. a break like right after high school? It's, like it was finished like, school. It was the perfect situation. And um from that point on, from like O two, O three, you know, mm. in the next couple of years. You wouldn't even believe Mikey Taylor's companies, like Seek, when he was on Santa Cruz, when he was on yeah. Seek, companies like that, they would bombard Mikey to talk to Van. Really? Say, talk to Van, <laughs> we'll give him a board right now, and no. Van would not do it. He really? Had, he was dedicated to he cooking? He was loyal to Mark. No kidding. And Well, he was loyal to all of his companies. Right. He would never burn bridges, <laughs> and that I respect. I mean, you know, was there some part of Mark maybe like, hey, maybe, you know, hey, maybe you should do this. Like, maybe this is a good opportunity. I or don't Crooked think, was just still so, like, kill, killing it that there's almost think, no reason. <laughs> honestly, I don't think Mark knew. I, oh, really? I don't, I don't think Van, you know, this was just like... Well, yeah, these companies probably don't want They were want talking to, to Mikey, like, directly yeah. to talk to Van, but... I don't think Van would tell Mark about something like that, but no, no way. There's no <laughs> yeah. way Van was going to leave a perfect situation. Yeah. Because yeah. like with Mikey's thing and his companies, like Girl, Chocolate, all the big ones, they're like, there was high expectations, you know, and yeah, for, you know, you got to skate these big rails and all that. They, they had expectations and... Yeah. The one thing about Mark was that there yeah, was yeah. no expectations. It was like, show up, we're all together, it's a family type yeah. thing, skate whatever we come to, and right. if you get a trick, cool, like, no worries, like, but, like, you know, you know, Girl and Chocolate and all the big, those guys are like, all right, you got to, you know, backside flip a 12 stair, right. or like, you know, big flip lip, a freaking 10 stair rail, you have to get it, and like, there was no type of... Yeah. That's why Mark, Van didn't want to leave, and, and Van was very smart for staying with Mark. You know? So that it sounded like a top-down thing where Mark Mark's attitude towards like the industry or the, the skating in general was like, you know, just be you. Let's yep. just show up. Whatever we yeah. get, we oh, get. Yeah. Um, compared oh, to yeah. especially now, I mean, God, I, do, do you ever wonder how Van would fare now? 
Say if, with the current state of the industry, <laughs> he could. It would have been up to him. He could have still been on crooked, you know, because Bobby is and Van and Bobby were the same time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it no would have. Yeah, they they were on the, at the very beginning together, and wow. uh, it would have been up to Van if he wanted to continue at this point, because you know his style was too amazing that it would still be, you know, he would still <laughs> they would want it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I liked. Uh, there's a lot of clips. Um, again, I, I wish I could remember because I just I watched a bunch of videos. But someone, maybe it was you, was kind of joking about how. Uh, no, it wasn't you. But they were joking about how like, oh, Van made varial flips look cool. Oh, and then there's Mike. like then that there's like Mike. a little montage. Yeah, then Mike there's a little Anderson, montage man. of just varial maybe five <laughs> tricks in a row. Like, but it, but it was cool. I mean, he would varial flip sets yeah. like hub like from the top of a hubba like into the bank of a hubba like. It was sick. And, and I personally actually never disliked varial flips. I don't know where that comes from. Well, he made them look good, which is, you can see. Yeah. Some people, they look terrible, but he made, like, when you watch it, you're like, wow. Yeah, it, yeah. it almost looks like a tray flip. It looks like a half of a tray, which is kind of what it should be. But, yeah. like, his style of the varial flip looked like half of a tray flip, where you're almost fooled for a second. But instead of a tray flip, it's a varial flip. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Um Varial flips don't get the credit. I know. It's cool that he kept them alive because they do get a lot of hate for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, he yeah. could yeah. do whatever he wanted. Just like Mike said, he could do whatever he wanted. He was the exception. Mike was Mike is just spot on <laughs> with that, 100%. Yeah, I don't know if it was Mike. Someone said something funny like the first day they skated with Van, he like kick-flipped on a ledge. I think he knows Manny too. Kick-flip knows Manny. The, the, this guy, I can't remember who it was, was like, oh, ever since I saw that kick-flip like – I think he must have said I knew like Van was special or that was the best kickflip I'd ever seen or something. And it's just funny that someone's trick will sear someone's mind like that. Yeah, you know? Ryan Leach. Yeah, he oh, said was that. it Ryan? Yeah, Leach? yeah. And Ryan was right because back in '98, when Van was really starting to skate with us, yeah, '97, '98, it was the time that Ryan saw that kickflip. And I remember that day. I think <laughs> oh, it were was, you there? Yeah, I, I think it was a kickflip at across uh, the street from Borchard, like at the the shopping center where it, Albertsons used to be in there. It's yeah, like Trader yeah. Joe's now. I think he did it, it. I think it was over there. I'd have to ask Ryan, but I think it was, I, if I can remember correctly, it looked like a little, it was mani pad almost, but, but the, the one in the video is different. Cause, Oh, um, I see. Krolik didn't, we didn't have anything to work with except for Steve Ireland's kickflip nose manual, which is, I don't even know where that was, but yeah, no, that wasn't the clip. <laughs> that yeah, yeah. Was, oh. I don't, it wasn't, no one filmed it that day, but. Yeah, I think it was yeah. across the street from Borchard at that shopping center where he kicked yeah. up that curb, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, what you know, you don't have to talk about. I know you're trying to get a hold of uh, Steve Ireland. Um, that guy seemed pretty special. He was filming everybody back in the day, just in case. Yeah. Mikey Taylor, right time, right place. Uh, Paul Rodriguez too. Paul, P-Rod when he was a kid, filmed Abe. Jim Bates, he filmed Anthony Van England. He filmed Rob Deerdick. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, how? Just right time, right, right, right time. Place. Yeah, he started with all of us. You know who who was he? Just a guy with a camera that basically. Just oh yeah, kind he of- he is. Uh, he was at, he went to our high school. He went to Newberry High, and he he was a part of our Borchard crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. He was there every day. He skated, and uh, he just like I don't know. He got a camera. He got a VX, and then he just kind of went from there. And no kidding, filmed everything. And I think he knew that he had something <laughs> special with with Mikey Van and Justin Case. Those three. Oh. 
uh, Ireland knew. And, the, and if even if you were there when the 2001, 2002, when the skate park first opened at Borchard. Yeah, which I can't even imagine. If happened. you were there, like I was, and you and the, those three, Van, Justin, and oh. Mikey Taylor, if you saw them, it was something to <laughs> see. ripping it, it up? It was something to see. Wait, like you, I'm telling you can you. think back to the fir- the day Borchard oh, opened. Not not the very first day, but, but like when, around the time yeah. it was like when we were going every day during right. that from 01 to 02. I mean, were you like, like pinching yourself? Like, is this real? Like, this is like so awesome. It seemed normal to me, but I, I would just watch. And I, yeah. I was just like, wow. But, you know, being a part of it, you don't really think of it as like a, a little kid fan. You right, know? right. I was right there skating with them, but not nearly. You know, I was just skating yeah. the quarter pipe. <laughs> Man, I, the I can't even imagine Borchard not being there. It's like just in my mind as like infinite. Like, it's just been there forever, you know? Since I, the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. Well, almost man. no 2001 they started 20 years ago i yeah. got a cool picture of me and van when they were building it when it was still kind of dirt and they kind of had the hubba shape yeah yeah we i bought a disposable <laughs> camera oh shit that's good and uh i i had a disposable and we would go there because we lived right next door you know and we'd take the dog for a walk and take i took a bunch of pictures of the progression of it and i <laughs> actually because oh. i took a picture of van i still have it it's an actual it's a picture picture not mm-hmm. on a computer but um he was walking the dog, and I got a picture of him, like, you know, with the skate park and, you know, with, like, tarps and everything. And then he got a picture of me that I just finally put it on Instagram, like, within the last 10 of my posts or something. Yeah. Just holding my board, and I'm standing in the dirt where the park is now. <laughs> so wild. Yeah, I know. And they're expanding wild. it. And that apparently. was 2000, you know, and it's 2020. That was 20 years yeah. ago. So, yeah. And they are expanding it. You know, I hope it's... I don't know. Do you know anything about the expansion? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they're going to have to tear it all out. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Are they going to demo it? Yeah. I, really? Personally, I don't want that. And nobody else does. I think just an expansion would have been nice. You know, if you yeah, want to build around it. I told them build behind, you know, but they said they have to get rid of it because the foundation's kind of janky Damn. and whack. And yeah. there's really nothing they can do at this point. Yeah. They have to tear it out, they Bunch said. Bunch of history sort of. Yeah, it's my memory. Oh yeah, yeah I, I got pictures of Van there. Like, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be cool though. I mean, it, it just sucks. It's gonna be closed. Like then you know, not gonna be able to skate. Yeah. until it's done, which would take years probably. We're probably gonna be I'm the dads only by one that who time. Took pictures of the progression of that place. Oh really? Apparently. Yeah. They, my buddy runs Borchard Park, and I just oh, cool. dropped off my camera roll to him. <laughs> you know. Apparently, I'm the only nice. one who took pictures. <laughs> yeah, the making of that skate park. So, uh, you know, for for people out there who maybe um, are going through something like what you went through with losing your brother, uh, what has helped you over the years? What what sort of do you have any strategies? You know, what do you say to yourself to get, kind of get you over the hump to get you through this? I, I figure you're still working on it. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's ne- it's a never ending process. Uh, you know, it's just like I. What's helped me is being in touch with everybody, and uh, you know, a lot of his photographers and filmers sent me just unlimited amounts of his content. <laughs> and um, I really kind of, you know, you got to find something that you like to do. And like, I discovered video editing when I started getting all these clips, mm-hmm. and I started making these tribute edits in 2012, 2013. And uh, I had never filmed really, mm. except for a couple times when we were kids with Kurt's camera. But 
you know, it's just like I found something like I just all of a sudden I started making these tribute edits and putting them on YouTube. And I didn't know what I was doing, you know, yeah. 2013, 2014 from that point on. And, and then the reaction I got from everybody. And then I'm just like, oh, wow, this is actually kind of fun. You know, it's like it's taking, yeah. you know, even if I'm video editing music videos, it's like it's you got to find something that really kind of takes your mind off of um, mm. the darkness that you can put your emotions on and like you know and and obviously for me like my job saved me saved my life too the post office it saved my life you know it's and why do you say that it be it because it's like when you deliver mail and packages to buildings you're constantly every second of all day going through <laughs> papers and trying to make sure you have the right address it, yeah it's like i'm telling you it's it's very encompassing and it, and it's like all you want to do and you don't have time to think about anything else except for getting this box upstairs to these people <laughs> and this mail all day long. And it's, yeah, wow. it's like, you know. And it kept your mind. Yeah, it keeps your spiraling. Absolutely, you know. And it's, it's, all, you, it's all I want to do. When yeah. <laughs> so you got to find something that, like, that you enjoy doing that won't, like, that you can put in front of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard. It's easier said than done. But and with um, because I I lost my grandpa in 2016. He was like my father, um, and it was really hard for my mom. It basically destroyed her. Um, you know, I I cried. You know, he died of cancer. Um, of course, like I'm very sad, but I'm getting getting through it. But um, I have some video of him. When he looked healthy, you know, because he died of cancer, he he looked healthy, and it, it remi- reminded me of all the good times. Actually, because I forgot, you know, maybe you can relate. You know, all the good times just washed away, and all I could think about were him being sick, and then the funeral, and all the all the hard stuff. It was, but when I saw those videos of him, you know, a little younger, healthy, I was like, oh yeah, there was a life before we lost him that like I just lost sight of. Um, so I ask you that because it, the first time I started watching those videos again, I, you know, I got emotional and it was a little hard. You know, how do you feel when you watch your brother skate and you're watching him, you know, smile on camera and stuff like that? Well, at first it was very hard. Uh, about Could you do it ago. at all? Were you able to even look yeah, at it? Yeah. I mean, I was very sad, but I was very happy to see what he had accomplished. Um, uh, I'm used to it now. All the stuff like the, I have it all on my hard drive, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, I look at it a lot and, uh, it does remind me of the life that I used to have as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I always think about, wow, you know, like what a fun time. And you know, that it just reminds me of, yeah, what, what I used to have. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got just a couple more questions. Do you have any questions, Anthony? Anything? No, not at the moment. I, um, what would you want? How do you want Van to be remembered? What do you want to be remembered about him? What what I hope for his fans and, you know, people who ever watch his skateboarding on YouTube or anybody who even cares that what I want for them to remember is like just how genuine and, and like giving and loving he was. And if, you know, like they can learn something from him, it would be to like help people around you and like who have less than you have, like he always did. So I got one more question for you. Who the hell are you? 
I'm Eddie Via. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck is Eddie? Nobody knows who I am. I got one more question for you. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Eddie Via, it's been a a pleasure. I appreciate you um, getting in touch, you know, responding to me. You know, it's so easy for people to like not read these messages. I thought this would be, this was very special to me. It's these conversations have to happen. uh, You know, uh, people can learn, you know, through stuff like this. I hear what you went through and what others have gone through. And I think it's very valuable. Um, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. My pleasure. You know, my pleasure.